We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend. I'm so honored to be spending a little time with you here today on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. We are talking about a very important relationship today, the one you have with your body and your health. Buddha has said, without health, life is not life. It is only a state of suffering and languor, an image of death. Indeed, when we struggle with illness, disease, or just not feeling good, life can feel like hell on earth. And I, for one, have certainly struggled with my health in the past years. And because of this, I've educated and empowered myself through nutrition, exercise, and holistic practices. And today, I feel better than ever. Today, we are talking to someone else who experienced a very loud wake-up call through physical challenge. We are here with Steve Diamond. In 1986, Steve moved to Los Angeles to pursue his desire to be an actor and a model. Then over the years, he transitioned into producing live shows, special events, concerts, festivals, film, and television. But years later, all that stress, success, and Hollywood glamour caught up with him, and he paid for it with a stroke. On April 22, 2012, Steve suffered an ischemic stroke and was paralyzed from head to toe on his left side. The next four months were spent in the hospital and in therapy, where he had to learn how to walk again, talk again, eat his food, and tie his shoes. Today, because of his intention, determination, and hard work, Steve is the picture of vibrant health. He has literally turned back the clock and reversed all of his metabolic syndrome symptoms that caused his stroke through diet, nutrition, exercise, and supplements. His doctors used two words about his recovery, miraculous and amazing. So, Steve Diamond, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. Thank you, Dr. Tammy. I am astonished by what you have gone through. I met you 25, 30 years ago in Los Angeles. You were great. You were awesome. You were handsome. You looked like you were living large. And you were. And it looks like it took a toll on you. And you certainly went through some rough terrain. And and today you look amazing. But I want to talk a little bit about what happened between then and now and why you wrote this book, Health, Wellness, and Longevity. Well, um, when you when you have a stroke, uh, not only does it uh, affect your, your body, but it affects your your mind. You're, you're paralyzed. Um, I was paralyzed on my left side from head to toe. Um, but um, the difference between a stroke and a heart attack, they basically call a stroke. Uh, a brain attack, so it attacks your your brain. So you have brain fog. So one of the things that you have to do is reconnect the dots between your brain and your physicality. And uh, and the sooner you connect those dots, the the sooner you will um, get better. And uh, I felt myself getting better every day. And uh, uh, you know, at first I was. You know, I couldn't move anything, and I on my left side, and I was asking whoever would listen, whether it was a doctor or a nurse or a therapist or uh, whomever. Um, you know, am I going to get better? Am I going to have the use of my arms and legs and hands and feet again? And <clears throat> they kept saying, "Well, there's 
every patient is different. There's no guarantee. Uh, but if you put in the therapy, uh, that's all we know uh, of a way to get you better. And so, you know, that was not the answer I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear, yeah, just, uh, you know, this is just uh, temporary. Uh, you're paralyzed for a while, but either through therapy or through time, you're going to get better. And they didn't, they didn't give you that hope. You had to create no, it for No, no hope whatsoever. And so one of the reasons that I did write the book and, and the reason that I, I speak to uh, stroke patients uh, is to give them hope and um, that there, there is a pathway to recovery. But um, it doesn't just happen. You, you, have, to, you have to work at it. And, and, and it's, uh, you know, you have uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy. The occupational therapy is to get your, uh, your arms and hands and fingers working again. And, and physical therapy is to get you walking again. And I remember when they first did the outtake on me, when I first, you know, started doing therapy that, you know, again, you know, they'd say, well, Wiggle your finger. Nope, I wouldn't wiggle. Raise your toe or your foot. Wiggle your toes. Nope. <laughs> you know, and they'd Nothing. say, "Oh, that's okay. That's we we know you're trying your best." But <clears throat> it was funny because when I um, I transferred from Cedar Sinai, that's where I was at for the first ten days. Then I went to uh, uh, stroke therapy at Rancho Los Amigos in Downing, um, just outside east of Los Angeles, and it's one of the best stroke therapeutic hospitals in, in the nation. And uh, but they, t- they took me from Cedars to Rancho Los Amigos in the middle of the night in, in an ambulance. And I, I remember I think I got there about midnight or something like that. And, and uh, uh, so I went to sleep, and I had trouble sleeping uh, early on. But uh, I would have to take a sleeping pill. But uh, at any rate, I woke up that next morning, and my hospital room was just filled with white coats, white jackets, and and I woke up and they said, "Good morning, Mr. Diamond. We're your stroke team, and we're here to make you better." And boy, did they ever! I, you know, I um, I started out. Um, I would have an hour of um, occupational therapy uh, first thing in the morning. From well, I, they would get me up at like six a.m. and and. Uh, um, eat and I would have to be fed and dressed and, and so forth. And then I would have a transporter, they called them, uh, an orderly that would take me in my wheelchair down to uh, occupational therapy, which opened at 9 a.m. And we were there bright and early. And, and we'd get in there and I'd have my hour. And then uh, they would take me back to my room and I would have all this time in, in, in between and eat lunch and so forth. And then I'd be back at one for. Uh, physical therapy and from one to two, and that was all insurance would pay for, and that was their protocol at the time. And so I, being an ex-athlete, I knew my way around, you know, treadmills and, and parallel bars and bicycles and, and so forth. So I, I said to the head of therapy, I said, look, I said, why uh, can't I use these uh, apparatuses, uh, um, you know, in, in between the, the scheduled times that I have. And they kind of looked at me and he said, well, you just had a major stroke. You want to kill yourself? And I said, well, I'd rather die here uh, around all this equipment and doctors and nurses and therapists than at home alone because I, I lived alone. And uh, so he, they kind of, they had a meeting and I, I didn't find this out until after I, I left the hospital, but they kind of used me as a, as a guinea pig. They had never had anyone ask them that before. So what I started doing, I would have my hour uh, from 9 to 10, and then from 
that was scheduled, and then from uh, 10 to, to noon, I would work on these various apparatuses. But I had to have a, for um, liability purposes, I had to have uh, uh, a therapist there with me in case I fell or or whatever, because, you you know, when you're trying to learn to walk again, you don't have any balance. And uh, so at any rate, so I started doing that every every day. And then uh, same thing in the afternoon after 2 o'clock, I'd work from 2 to 4. And uh, lucky for me, there by my hotel or by my uh, hospital room, there was another smaller workout room that had a bicycle, parallel bars, and and treadmill and so forth. So then I would go in there after dinner and work for another hour or two. So I was doing six or eight hours a day because I had just decided to myself that, uh, um, you know, now that, um, you know, I had the stroke, I wasn't going to let it beat me. I was going to beat it. And uh, that now my new job was my health. Yeah, I love that so much. And I know a lot of doctors say that you are a miracle. But you say that's not the case. Well, what what I I mean I, I'm not so sure there's not a higher power at work here. Uh, I, I don't necessarily believe in miracles, but what I do believe in is hard work, and then amazing does happen. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I could just feel myself getting better every day, and it was it was kind of ironic because I would I would go back to class and. Uh, I called it class. It wasn't really class, but the, my scheduled uh, therapeutic times, and it was kind of like class because there were other stroke survivors in there. And so I would, um, you know, kind of look around and I would see people doing the same thing that we had done the day before. And and I said, hey, how come we're, how come I'm not doing that? I I like that. That was that was a good exercise. And they say, well, Mr. Diamond. Uh, you know, we teach you something, you go back to your room and you master it and you come back the next day. We don't want to hold you back. We want wow. to keep giving you new and challenging, um, you know, movements to, to do. And like I say, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tie my shoes and I couldn't dress myself, but one day I was able to tie my shoes. And I remember I was just like a, a little kid in a candy store. And I thought, you know, here I am 60-some years old, and I'm going, wow, I'm able to tie my shoes. Boy, watch me now, because you know, now I had my, my uh, I wasn't dependent. I had my independence, so I could dress myself, tie my shoes. And, and so then what I would do is, is uh, at you know, after I would eat um, breakfast, then I would start walking the halls, you know, once I was able to, start being able to walk. At first, I would just take my wheelchair and, and use it as a as a walker. But uh, originally, I started with, uh, you know, from the paralysis, then I, I went to a, a wheelchair and then to a walker, then to a four-point cane, a three-point cane, a, uh, and then finally a one-point cane. And I said to myself, you know, I'm not going to walk with a, a, a cane again. I'll never get a date in Hollywood again. So <laughs> I, I said to myself, I said to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this away and I'm going to walk out of this hospital. And I did. Wow. So you have That's to fantastic. kind of set your goals. And, and that was one of my goals. Yeah. It's just seriously strong intention and, and, and such, such a work ethic in regards to this. It's, it's really amazing what you've done because yeah, you weren't expected. I read a lot of the testimonials. The doctors didn't really expect you to be able to ever walk again. So that is pretty miraculous. But I, again, I think your hard work and determination was met with a lot of grace. So. Well, they say there's two <clears throat> two people that that uh, um, seem to 
beat stroke the or conquer stroke the the best and and that's athletes and musicians and and the reason why is because of repetition 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 i mean i can't even tell you how many times you know when i was trying to get my fingers to work again that that i would do exercises with them i mean thousands and thousands of times and when i was laying in bed um uh you know at first i would try to wiggle my toes you know and they they wouldn't move but i just i kept trying i kept trying i kept trying and the, the key is to never give up, and, and, and that's what a lot of people do. They just give up, and once you give up, you're dead. Yeah, that's over. So I'm, I'm glad you didn't give up. You are an inspiration, and your book is just full of so much great stuff, and I want to talk about that um, a little bit more. But first, I just would like, if, if you would, Steve, to take us back to the day that you experienced the stroke. What are some of the signs or symptoms? What are some of the things that occur? What, tell me what it was like that day for you. Well, um, I obviously had never had a stroke before. And, and of course, I was never, uh, you know, I, I thought I was bulletproof. You know, I was always an athlete and always in great shape. And, and But I had gotten lazy and gained 100 pounds. And so, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I was obese and I was looking in the mirror and all I saw was the old Steve, you know, I didn't really see the, the, uh, the obese Steve. And, and, uh, all my friends said afterwards, you know, after I'd lost a hundred pounds and got back in the best shape of my life, um, they, they said, we were, we were worried about you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have the stroke, but it was a, it was a Sunday afternoon, April 22nd, 2012. And, uh, I was <clears throat> watching the, the Lakers at that time were still in the playoffs, and so were the Clippers. But you know, watching Lakers now is enough to give anybody a stroke. But uh, um, <laughs> but at, at any rate, I I had uh, polished off a, a big steak and and probably a potato or rice, all of which I don't eat anymore. But uh, and a couple of glasses of wine, and all of a sudden I I I'm just all hot and sweaty and distended. I can't get my breath, and I'm. I mean, I literally could not breathe, and and I thought, wow, you know, uh, uh, maybe I better go upstairs and I'll watch the the Clipper game, uh, you know, upstairs in bed. And so I, I got upstairs, and it was just getting worse by the by the minute. You know, again, I I couldn't breathe, but I was so distended, and and so I, I checked on my cell phone to see what the humidity was. I, I you know, because I'm not allergic to anything, and I thought, well, maybe it's uh, um, <clears throat> humid out, you know, which it's normally not here in L.A. And and uh, so I checked that, and it really wasn't. And and I just I thought, what in the world is going on? So at this time, I you know, I could still walk okay. And so I walked into the bathroom, and and all I had on was my underwear because I was so hot and, and sweaty and, and distended, you know. And and I looked in the mirror, and I said. To myself in the mirror, Steve, something's wrong. But I couldn't even my the way I enunciated Steve was you know I mean I knew what I was trying to say, but you know my speech wasn't coming was out right. Garbled, yeah. and I started looking, and my left eye started to droop, my face was drooping, all uh, disfigured, and so forth. And I thought, what the heck, you know? So and when you have a stroke, you like I say, it's a brain attack, so you have brain fog. And I didn't even think about, you know, calling 911. All I thought about was, you know, this is the 21st century, just gut it out, get get to the hospital or urgent care tomorrow. 
and they'll have a, a magic pill for you, and everything will be okay. And they do have a magic pill, <laughs> but uh, it's a um, a uh, a clot uh, buster, and uh, but you have to get to the hospital in the first three or four hours of, of having a stroke. So, mm-hmm. and again, I I live alone, so I you know I just didn't even all I could think of was God, I've got to get this out, get through the night, and uh, um, get myself you know, to the hospital or uh, urgent care tomorrow, you know. And uh, and I didn't want to, you know, impose on any friends or, or anything like that. And uh, and I didn't, you know, all I could think about was an ambulance coming here with the sirens blaring to pick me up, and I didn't want that. And But I was getting, you know, less uh, uh, cognizant, you know, as, as the minutes wore on. And you ask me what the... the um, um, the symptoms are, and there's a um, an acronym that's used now, and I didn't know it then, and I have it in my book, but it's called FAST, F-A-S-T. And what mm-hmm. it stands for is face. Uh, that means any numbness in the face, especially one side, which obviously I had. Sudden trouble seeing in one or both eyes uh, or the onset of severe headache uh, with no known cause. And, you know, uh, like I say, my left eye, I ended up losing a lot of the vision out of that eye, but I got it back. Um, and then so you're supposed to look at a person's face and ask them to smile. And if one side of their mouth is drooping, then, you know, that's that's an indicator. The next uh, part of face is A or equals arm. Ask the person to raise both arms. Uh, does one arm drift downward or not respond? Uh, numbness or weakness of face, arm, or leg, especially on this uh, one side of the body. Uh, trouble walking, dizziness, and loss of balance or coordination. And... I had all those, didn't know it. I'll, I'll tell you what happened in a second here. But uh, then the the, uh, the uh, <clears throat> third letter in FAST is speech. Uh, and I've already explained how I, I couldn't even say my own name. But speech difficulties, trouble speaking or understanding, uh, sudden confusion, ask the person to talk or repeat a simple phrase, a slurred speech. And then the final um, of FAST is T, which stands for time. Um, and because... Uh, brain is time. You've got to get to the hospital, like I say, in three or four hours to use this, um, uh, to take advantage of this clot buster. But uh, one other thing that I use is stick out the tongue. Uh, does it go to one side or the other of, of the mouth? Uh, um, and so I remember sticking my tongue out and it went straight to the left. Now, you know, I just mm. went to stick it out and went straight to mm-hmm. the left. So, you know, I just did these things just, you know, as a, as a checking myself out and didn't even didn't even know, but so what happened then? Uh, I, you know, I just went, wow, there's there's something wrong here. So um, I turned to go back to uh, my bed and I fell, and I couldn't get up. So I I thought, oh, wow. So I kind of crawled around, you know, pulled myself up on the bed, and I sat on the side of the bed, and I said, God, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, I don't want to die. I'm too young to die. I've got too much left to do. And that was my last conversation with, with God. I don't want anyone to, to think that I made a bargain with me and the devil that uh, uh, if uh, I'm saved, that, uh, you know, I'll now try to save the world. That that was not it. But, you know, when you're when you're desperate, you, <laughs> you know, you, you seek out help. And, and For that sure. Was, That's when that a lot of those conversations conversation. happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hear you. I've been in the same place. Right. So, so you actually I laid there ended up... for a while in, in bed, right. and, uh-huh. and I thought, you know, 
maybe a jacuzzi will make me feel better. So <laughs> I, I kind of stumbled in uh, to the jacuzzi, crawled in there, and and I was I was able to pull myself out the, the first time, and I went back to bed, but I couldn't sleep, you know. And I thought, well, that jacuzzi felt pretty pretty good, so I thought I would repeat that, and so I went back to the jacuzzi, crawled back in there, and and uh, but this time. I couldn't get out. I didn't have the strength to pull myself out. I thought, you know, I'm going to drown in here. <laughs> and, I mean, it really wasn't funny, but uh, now I can look back on it. And uh, so I, with all the strength I had, I finally crawled out of there. And I said, well, I'm not going back there again. And and fell again and crawled back to bed. And this time I, you know, stayed in bed, but never, never could I sleep. Um, and so then the next morning I tried to get myself, you know, dressed and, couldn't couldn't dress myself so all I could do was pull on a pair of pants and you know I'm still can't breathe still all hot and distended and and sweaty and I look like death warmed over but I live in a three-story three-story townhouse and so I had to get myself out of the townhouse and and down to my car to drive to urgent care and so I literally like a frog bumped my you know, all I could think of was just slide because I couldn't walk, and and I bumped my butt down each stair until I got down to <clears throat> um, the, the first level, and then I kind of crawled along to the stairs again and bump, 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 bump down, got to the door, uh, my garage where my car was, and luckily it was right there, so I just opened the door, kind of fell into my car, and drove down Sunset Boulevard to the urgent care. You know, no contacts, no shoes, uh, just you know, a pair of. Uh, of warm-up pants on, and I get to the, and, you know, this is 8, eight o'clock rush hour L.A. traffic, and I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard, paralyzed on one side, and I get to the urgent care and start to pull in, and, you know, you, you, uh, you've ever gone into any type of parking, you know that you have to push the, um, <clears throat> the little button, um, and it's on your left-hand side. I had electric windows, so I could roll down the window, but I could not, you know, I couldn't reach over with my right, and I couldn't get my left out, and everybody's honking at me, and I'm going, Ugh. and so the security guard saw what was going on, and he walked over to say, hey, what's wrong with you, buddy, you know, and he took one look at me, and, you know, I'm all disheveled, and, you know, can hardly breathe, and all sweaty, and nothing, you know, on my top, and, and so he pushed the button, he said, pull over there, and the disabled uh, uh, parking, which was apropos, and so, which I did, he came over, opened the door, I fell into his arms, he took me straight into the urgent care they didn't even check my ID or insurance card. They called 911. The, the ambulance came and picked me up, and off I went to the, the Cedars and in the hospital for 30 days and, and then in uh, outpatient therapy for three more months. So the that's how that all happened. Again. <laughs> wow. Well, Steve, um, we've just got a couple of minutes left here, and you've really shared a lot of great information, and I really want to direct people towards your book because I don't believe you need to have a stroke in order to get great value from the information you're sharing in your handbook called Health and Wellness, Health, Wellness, and Longevity. So where can people get a copy of this? Where can they find you? What is your website? Well, my website is www.steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then diamond is spelled D as in David, I as in Indio, M as in Mary, O as in Oscar, N as in Nancy, no A, no D, just D-I-M-O-N.com. So that's www.stevediamond.com. Dot com and you can go there and read all about the book you can purchase the book there it's it's also uh, at Amazon and 
uh, Barnes & Noble, but uh, I have on my site, I have uh, uh, the paperback, uh, a, um, um, an e-book, and also an audio book. So they're all right there on, on the site. And uh, uh, you can also read about the testimonials that you referred to in a little bit about my bio and about my protocol of, and the protocol basically is this will, it's not just a stroke book. This, what I decided to do when I wrote the book is this will prevent most heart attacks, strokes, cancers, diabetes, and obesity are top five killers in the U.S. through this protocol that I wrote, which is diet, nutrition, exercise, supplementation, and lifestyle change. It is very well-rounded and I'd struggled with my health and, and, stumbled upon, discovered a lot of the things that you were sharing to be also effective for me. I had chronic fatigue and some um, serious health challenges as well. So it is extremely well-rounded. Um, there's so much great content here and such good information. So if you want to be empowered, if you want to take responsibility to just increase your life force, to, to really open up more fully to um, a healthy relationship with your physical self, this book has just incredible content really great information. And Steve, I just thank you so much for having this conversation. I look forward to continuing our conversation and going deeper into some of your protocols. Such such great wisdom. I really appreciate you, Steve. Thanks, Dr. Tammy. My pleasure. And my listeners, I appreciate you. Please be in touch with me, TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Go to my website, TammyBPhD, Facebook, Instagram. I love to connect with you. This is about relationship. I think it's the most important thing in the world. It's what keeps us happy, healthy, and whole. So God bless you. You're in my heart and prayers. Onward and upward. Bye for now. 